Hi, I'm Alan Altman. And I'm Dave Jesko. And this is Billy Joel A to Z. Unreleased track. Welcome to the podcast. Today's episode is an unreleased track entitled Only a Man. No, listen, we've never heard of it either. Only a Man was recorded in between Cold Spring Harbor and Piano Man. And judging by its sound quality as a demo, clearly recorded well into post Artie Rip status. <laughs> it's recorded it seems to be at the right speed and there's a other instrument and it sounds clear it had never been heard by anyone until it was released on the weird my lives compilation album which it appears on disc one after amplifier fire an early attila song so this uh that that, that that that's some obscure stuff so it is a major rarity and since there are no rankings obviously i will just begin alon by saying as soon as this song I've never heard, which I don't feel bad about this time, never having heard it, of course. As soon as I heard it for the first time, I loved it. It's yeah. amazing. <laughs> it's so good. It's a very cool song. I loved it also. I wrote down as soon as it started, oh, my God, I love this song. Yeah, I don't know what it is, man. The organ and the way the lyrics, um, I don't know, the rhythm of the song is very nice. It's very cool, a little mysterious. Yeah, very surprising why it wasn't released. It's wonderful. You're right. I was wondering also about how the sound quality was so good. But if what you said is right, then like it was between Cold Spring Harbor and Piano Man. So he was doing some better stuff because these earlier demos that we've looked at so far, December Song, Cross to Bear, they all sound pretty crappy. Well, those must have been Cold Spring Harbor that they decided not to put on the album. And this one must have been done during, you know, when he had the Columbia Records deal. Because it's perfect quality. Yeah, it is. Some, it's just it, which helps so much. I can imagine hearing this song at the quality of December song. Maybe we wouldn't think the same about it. That's a good point. Yes. And, and there's something about the quality of the song that doesn't make it sound like a demo, which perhaps you're right, made it sound so much better. It's so good. Uh, th this is the one of the first times when I've listened to a song uh, especially that I just wanted to listen to it multiple times. Uh, many times I'll listen to a song when we're about to do something and I just hear it, especially the ones I, you know, like lullaby, I only listen to once. But uh, this one, I listened to it multiple times. I was way into it and I couldn't wait to tell everyone, hey, this exists and boy, are we lucky we found it. Yeah, I like how we're taking credit for it. Like we found this on well, the officially released My Lives compilation. I know, but I'm just saying, I guess just going through these songs, I, you know, listen, if I 
if we weren't doing this podcast, I, I wouldn't have listened to it. Like I said, it's it comes on at that stupid My Lives album after an Attila song. So if I was if I had bought it on CD, I'd probably just flip until the songs that I knew and not wanting to listen. Like, when, what's the one we did that my journey's end and the Attila that's going to be bad quality. I'm like, when's this going to be over? You know, the bad quality songs. And so I might have skipped this one, not knowing what it was or something. Of course, that's not why you'd buy the My Lives compilation album. However, the My Lives compilation album is so stupid. And then they just put regular tracks on it. And then, of course, you know, as we've talked about now multiple times, not my life. Uh, it's just a stupid, stupid album. So I feel like I don't think anybody we know has purchased this album or listens to this album on Spotify. So I'm just going to say you're welcome, Billy Joel fans. Now you can listen to Only a Man. I might put this on the Hidden Gems list. Oh, no, you have to. It's terrific. Yeah, it's, it's so good. I think the only part of it that I find a little bit weak is that na 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 section in the middle. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. It was interesting that he was a na na na, but not a la la la. No, he does na na na's and some ya ya ya's in there, but it's like 20 seconds long of him just na na naing. He must say it at least 50 times. You feel like he could have written some lyrics for that section. Well, maybe that was the plan if it was going to be released. Yeah, I think it would have been polished up a little bit more. But as it is, though, it's a really nice song. Pretty cool lyrics. Uh, typical, I guess, lyrical content to what he was doing at this time in his life which is something about relationships. He's kind of sad. He's thinking about a breakup. Well, also, yes. So first of all, when he when he hits the high note, when his voice hits, it's not easy. That's so terrific when he goes there. But it's not easy when you think about the way she combs her hair. It's not easy when the memory of her is everywhere. That's great stuff. Yeah, it really is. I wonder who this was about. Probably about that redheaded high school girlfriend he had. Well, it wasn't about, I mean, at this point in his life, he probably was sort of getting together with Elizabeth. Uh, they weren't married yet or anything, but I imagine this song is about an earlier relationship that he, that he was thinking about. I just can't believe there's so many songs about her and now he just hates her so much and his, the whole relationship with her. And there's, he wrote so many songs about her and her family, which is absolutely hilarious yeah. in every way. <laughs> but uh, obviously you notice that I'm, you know, and we, there's no, uh, hit, we're not discovering anything. This is just a Beatles song. I mean, this is somebody who worships the Beatles. It's just yeah. total. As soon as he starts playing uh, the the chords, uh, the piano, it's just Beatles. It's so Beatlesy, and you kind of forget because of how long his career is that when this was written and recorded in 1971, the Beatles were only a year after their breakup, basically. So it was like just doing a contemporary song. Because you think about his later career, you know, in, in Innocent Man times when he's doing songs in the style of the early 60s. But when you hear a song like this, it was just him doing one of his most favorite contemporary bands. You know, now that you mention that, this could be the reason for him not putting it on Piano Man. You put out a song like this and it's kind of completely different. Your audience might think, oh, this is the kind of musician I am. I do Beatles-esque kind of stuff which this clearly is. And maybe that's the reason it didn't go on the album because it's a complete departure from anything that's on Piano Man. And it, and it might have taken the album or his listeners, his brand new listeners, into a different direction. Yeah, that's a great point. But what's interesting is, you know, when he did Nylon Curtain 12 years later, 11 years later, that was his Beatles album. I wonder if he thought about brushing this off. It would have fit perfectly in there. Oh, this would have fit perfectly on the nylon curtain. You're so right. 
but I have, you know, the guy is so I know we've mentioned that he's taken a couple songs from the old days, but not the old, old days. This guy is so prolific. He just had so many other songs. I guarantee you another musician would have taken from what they had a long time ago, but he, he just had so much ideas in his head. He doesn't have time for nonsense. He doesn't need to go back. It's amazing. Yeah, and he probably is such a perfectionist that he still looks back at stuff that he wrote 10 years earlier and thinks it wasn't as good as what he could do right now. Like he probably thought he was always improving. So even though we listen to this song from 71 and think it's great to him, he probably sees all these flaws in it. Yeah. And he like he's like he's still so angry at my journey's end, which <laughs> none of us could have written at 14. You know, he's so hard on himself for the song he wrote at 14. Right. And then this one he wrote at 22. <laughs> <laughs> right. And he's mad at that. What's the ones he's happy with? <laughs> the ones I wrote about 41. I was uh, very uh, maybe you heard of We Didn't Start the Fire. It's one of my favorite songs. <laughs> A little You're unreleased probably... track called We Didn't Start the Fire. <laughs> <laughs> um, you might have heard of We Didn't Start the Fire Part Two. And uh, once the what is that guy? Uh, Gary U.S. Bond. Is that the guy who does rock and roll part two? Who's the guy that does? No, Gary. Gary Glitter. Glitter. Right. Once I heard that, I said, you know what? We didn't start the fire. Part two might make a great comeback album. <laughs> How mad would all the people we've interviewed that can't stand? We didn't start the fire. Be angry. Like, wait, that's what you 40 years later. That's what you choose to do. it. Well, so much has happened. It's time the, to the, revisit. The war in Russia just got me thinking. And uh, I just kind of went from uh, 1989 until 2022. That's the funny thing. I could see him doing it. I could see him doing it a lot. <laughs> I can see him doing that more than anything else that he might possibly do. If he's going to ever make a comeback, it's going to be to revamp We Didn't Start the Fire. Well, Alan, you have your work cut out for you because I think now we know your parody. No, we I have an idea the for fire it. Fire 2. You'll see. You'll oh. see. <laughs> well, when will we see that? I think it's in the W's. I'm not sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are you saying? In 2023? Great. One of the YouTube things that uh, had this song, I was just looking for other possibly other versions which of course don't exist i was looking at some of the comments <laughs> this guy his name is judas which is a perfect name for him i mean who knows if that's his real name but i like this he says and this just pissed me off and i had to <laughs> just like, you're not gonna believe this just like every other time that i hear a billy joel song for the first time i'm blown away he's the greatest musician that has ever lived i skipped the parentheses the part in parentheses that he put he wrote, because I wanted you to hear the full version before I okay. read this, just like every other time that I hear a Billy Joel song for the first time, sans modern woman, I am blown away. <laughs> Man, I want to punch this guy in the face. How dare you, <laughs> Judas? <laughs> Judas. <laughs> but one who sits amongst us has already betrayed me this night. Who? 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 Who can it be? Judas. Mm. Do you want a beverage? You don't expect the, the comments underneath this song to have a dig at modern woman. I did have a dig at modern woman. Exactly. A dig. On the, only a man unreleased track. A dig on Dave Dreskow's favorite song, Modern Woman. You <laughs> bastards. <laughs> this should have been a safe space for you. I know, exactly. So as you know, as we've done the research, people compare this particular song to Paul McCartney's For No One, uh, for the Beatles. Uh, that, that's what some people are saying, right? So I listened to that song and I have never heard that Beatles song before. It's off Revolver, I believe. Yeah, it's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Just like this one. It's fantastic. 
Yeah, that song is great. And that French horn in it is so cool and odd. Yeah, if you see him play it live, he's using a keyboard now. And it's really funny if you see the guy on the keyboard playing, he's so, it seems like he's nervous that he's going to hit the wrong. He's so nervous playing with Paul McCartney. I don't know anybody that would be. I mean, you know how musicians always make it look so easy. But if you're playing with Paul McCartney and you make a mistake, that'd be terrifying. <laughs> it's much worse than making a mistake for on Billy Joel. As we know, Richie Kanata made several horn mistakes. Horn mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't be playing the French horn on this song. No, sir. You got that right. But it was great. There's a, I was looking at like that song first. It was beautiful. There's also another song, which I thought was only a man, but it's actually called a man. I'll never be, which is a, a Boston song. I've always loved. I forgot that it's called a man. I'll never be but these songs about men, only a man, the man I'll never be. They're also beautiful. <laughs> it's just kind of funny when you're talking about being a man and not a song about a woman, that these are the most lovely songs, I guess, because they are so you're putting yourself out there as a man. And I don't know if you know that Boston song. It's it's special. I love Boston. So uh, the band, uh, this song, The Man I'll Never Be is, I mean, this guy's voice, Brad Delp, was a miracle. And the song's great. And I have loved it for so long. But it, it was just another one that had this kind of vibe to it in the sense of really putting yourself out there and, and talking about your flaws as a man, which a lot of men don't like to do. Yeah, these are the songs where you can tell the singers being vulnerable and not just showing their bravado as a big rock star. They're actually saying like, hey, I feel bad. I feel hurt, usually by a woman. Yeah, here's one of the other lyrics. I was just looking at it. Only a man who lies awake and wonders, will he never smile again? And this is the only man whose lonely nights can never end. And if you want to know what kind of man he'll be, oh, listen, my friend, I'll tell you all you'll have to know. It's me. Yeah, I like that. The twist ending. Yeah, it's terrific. You're like, who's he singing about this whole time? And then at the end, it's like, da, 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 da. it's me. It's been yeah, me the whole this, time. Billy Joel. Yeah, this song is it's just special. It really is. And uh, I, I would say, uh, you, you know, I like for money or love. Uh, but um, this song is the best unreleased track for money or love. I like, but it's not special. It's uh, this is a special, special song that everybody needs to hear. And thank God they did put it on an album, even a, a crappy album. But this is a really terrific song. And if you haven't heard it yet, and obviously we play it at the beginning and the end, you should uh, take a full listen to the song, right? Alain, I don't think I've ever said that on the show before. It's it's really great. No, you're absolutely right. And that's what's a good thing about this show is that uh, we help highlight some of these strange songs that big Billy Joel fans even probably don't think about or have never heard. So I'm sure that a lot of people are going to really appreciate that this song is out there and that's going to be on the Hidden Gems playlist, which is now apparently findable. Anywhere else, but no, not I, I found it. I found it. You're kidding. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, I'm so glad. Oh, <laughs> thank God. On Spotify. Oh, that makes me. I don't know what the hell happened, but that makes me so happy. All right. The the Dave Jeskow Spotify Hidden Gem Billy Joel 8 is a Hidden Gems playlist now can be found not only in Europe, and South America, but apparently also here in the U.S. That makes me happy. Um, then I'm going to put this on. I stopped putting the songs on because I was like, nobody can find it. I'm putting only a man on. I make, I'm making the decision. I'm putting it on. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah, I'm really excited about it, too. I, I, I'm really excited about it, which is <laughs> no man's land. Only a man. This is practically <laughs> the same song. It's practically the same song but uh, yeah if everybody uh 
this is your opportunity to be like me, Dave Juskow, and hear a Billy Joel song you've never heard before and have the jubilation of listening to a song you've never heard because you're, uh, you know, you're, you're not an idiot like me, but, uh, you know, most of the people that we know that are angry that I've never heard Gold Spring Harbor or Street Life Serenade before, which I'm so excited. We still haven't gotten a half of those songs. So I'm still so excited of where we're going with this. But now you have an opportunity to also listen to a song that I'm, I guarantee 90% of you haven't heard. And what a joy. That is correct. Now, there is something very strange about this song, which I don't know. I haven't seen anything about this, but let me know if you noticed this around the three minute mark of the song. So like the last 15 seconds, Billy Joel, the whole song, he's singing kind of in a high pitched tone. He starts singing exactly like Steve Winwood. Did you notice that part? No, not at all. There's I didn't a couple even know lines. the song. Was, I didn't even know the song was three minutes. I thought it was only two something. Uh, the YouTube one cuts it off at like 3.01, but the one on my live... Wait, they didn't even make it to 3.05? They cut it down to 3.01. <laughs> Listen to the full version on the my lives, which is about 3.14. And in that last like 14 seconds, as the song is kind of fading out, he sounds exactly like Steve Winwood, who we know what he was an admirer of. Yeah. And he well, plays organ on the song. So he maybe was really thinking of like traffic and blind faith and those Steve Winwood projects at this time. Oh, that's interesting. That makes a lot of sense. I love the organ on this. I love the choice of the organ instead of the uh, piano this time. I really, really like it a lot. This, yeah, again, it's great. Yeah, it kind of dates the song, but I don't mind because it just sounds like a Beatles song anyway. So why not sound like you're from the 60s? the trivia portion of the show do you have a stumper for me yeah i got one i wasn't sure if we were doing trivia for this but i actually you know i have a stupid one uh i'm not sure how to word it i just kind of wrote it like so get this there is a song called only a woman and uh, the lyrics are very similar uh because they have it's only a woman can brighten up my day only a woman can touch me the right way only a woman is allowed to touch me there all i ask is that you're a woman Yes, your your facial expressions are correct. Touch me and where? Then, show me on this doll where the woman can touch you. Well, it's funny you should say that. Uh, so the question is, so and also, okay, so the question is, who wrote these lyrics? And who wrote this song? And the, the hint is that it is uh, uh, somebody who has the most successful television program on Comedy Central of all time. It's not Dave Chappelle. Uh, no. Oh, wait. The most successful is South Park. So that's correct. Trey Parker. You got you got it completely right in every level, not just South Park, but yes, Trey Parker. And the songs from World Police, the, the puppets uh, yeah. and the dolls. <laughs> <laughs> so when you said that, it was funny. But the funniest thing about this song, only a woman, the opposite of everything, has the lyrics. I like rain. I like hair which, of course, Billy uses in the song Only a Man. <laughs> <laughs> Only a man who's weeping in the rain knows where to go. And when you think about the way she combs her hair, and for some reason, that's also in Only a Woman. Yeah, and, you know, when you read those lyrics, I said, I know this song. <laughs> now I know why. I'm, now I'm Well, then it. It, it gets even better. It goes, I like you. You're around. You're here. So you'll do. And on Saturdays when I've been partying hard and it's four in the morning and I'm on my fifth tab of E, 
That's the only time I don't even care if you are a woman. (laughs) 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 These guys are the best. And let me just say right now, if you have not, when you come to New York City, if you've not seen Book of Mormon, it is the greatest. These guys write as good a Broadway song as you'll ever see in your life. That show works on every level. Yeah, they're so talented. Especially Trey Parker. Matt Stone, I think, is the less talented of the two. But uh, yeah, that's OK. They seem to work well together. It's a good a team, combo. Like you and I, like a like Juskow and Altman or Altman and Juskow. Rogers and Hammerstein, Altman <laughs> and Juskow, Parker and Stone. So do you have trivia from this unreleased, obscure song for me? My- <laughs> My trivia question is so bad because yours was really good and mine is really, really crappy today. But this is what you're going to get for an unreleased track. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I wasn't even sure if we were doing trivia. All right. So here we go. Uh, Billy Joel on his studio albums has five songs with man in the title. Which one was the first and which one was the last? I was thinking about a trivia question like that. And I should have known you were going to do that because you've done something like this before. Okay, is Piano Man the first? That's true. All right. And the last one, No Man's Land. Yes. Oh, wow. I got it. That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm so proud of myself. Do you want to try to name the other three songs? I do. Um, Just really quickly, though. Only a man. (laughs) No, it doesn't count. Studio only. Yeah, no, I don't want to take everybody's time. I can't think. Okay, so. Well, wait, 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 wait. Tell me the album and then I'll be able to figure it out. Okay, so one of them's from Turnstiles. Angry Young Man. Yes. All right. One of them is from... I cannot say the name of the next album. It would give it away. Oh, of course. An Innocent Man. Correct. And the final one is uh, perhaps one of your least favorite Billy Joel songs. Lullaby Man. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Think Bruce Willis. Oh, God, big man, I'm over his street. Well done. <laughs> well, you could have just said the bridge. I would have figured yeah, it out, I guess. I wanted to make it more fun. It was more fun. Well, actually, Elon, that was terrific trivia. It was so much fun. I guess when I get the answers, I get excited. So then I'm like, hey, that was a great question. <laughs> when you watch Jeopardy and like they get the question wrong, but you know it, you're like, these guys are idiots. Yeah, that's <laughs> And so then true. every other question, you're just completely wrong. You know, I auditioned for Jeopardy uh, about 20 years ago, back in 2000, when I first got my job, remember, and I studied, studied. I went to the uh, what, what, the Waldorf Astoria for the audition. I got an audition and uh, played the game. And I was ready. I knew everything. I studied all the books. They didn't have a way to study on the Internet back then. Yeah. I studied all the books. And I was really, really ready. But what you don't realize when you're in the moment is how fast it goes. And that's where I couldn't keep up. Yeah, right. The speed is so tough. And you're against two other people who are also probably almost as good as you are, if not. They were just, yeah. And they were just I think I I don't even remember how it worked. There was just somebody asking questions at the at the hotel. It was I was out in two seconds. It was awful. (laughs) The way they do it. I've I've auditioned a few times just through their online test. And the way they do it now, it's like you have 50 questions and I think maybe three minutes and you have to type your answers. It's not multiple choice. So you have to be good at typing. so hard. Right. So you might know, oh, the answer is Rachmaninoff. But how the hell do I spell that? Yeah, that's not fair. So that's the first level of it. I've never gotten past that level. Well, yeah, I well I'm, now I want to take it, but there's no way I'd be able to spell Rachmaninoff or half of the answers I might know. It's a real, it sucks. You can't be illiterate and, and be on Jeopardy, apparently. Huh. Apparently not. 
That was Only a Man. If you like our podcast, be sure to go to Apple and give us five stars. We release new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday, so make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss a single song. Follow us on social media at Billy Joel A to Z and give us some feedback. Do you agree that this is a hidden gem? Isn't it hilarious that someone named Judas stabs Dave in the back by ripping on Modern Woman in the YouTube comments for this song? Grr, it was me! <laughs> Have you seen the Book of Mormon? And has anyone actually purchased the My Lives compilation album? Good question. Until next time, I'm Alon Altman. I'm Dave Juskow. And this is Billy Joel A to Z. Billy Joel A to Z.